0: Just love to listen to the juicy content. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Hey guys, it's Caroline, career and leadership coach. And today I want to talk to you about the new pathway to the C-suite. Now it's a different time and different times really require a different approach. And that different approach will give you different results. Now, let's break that down for a second and think about why is it a different time? First of all, it is ultra competitive. Things have changed and technology has played a big part of it. Like at the touch of a button, I can apply anywhere in the world for any job. And so th- that is a shift in itself, and you have to shift to your approach need to change. And if you look at leadership, and if you look at the C-suite executives, they have changed, and so it's constantly evolving, so you need to change if you want to be the leader of the future. Your approach need to change. So today I'm going to share with you six steps or six things that you need to consider that you need to implement today if you are looking to be part of the executive team or be part of the C-suite. So the first thing I want you to do is really think about your unique value proposition, your genius zone. So. At this level or at that level, it's not your capability that will get you the job and your expertise. It's all about how you position yourself, how you present yourself, how you embrace your leadership skills. So you need to understand what your unique value proposition is and what your genius zone is. What makes you, you? So it's not because you have done something for years and years and years and you're really good at it that that is what your genius zone is. You will only be the leader of tomorrow if you embrace your genius zone, if you know, understand what makes you, you. So one of the first things I want you to understand and discover and unpack and unravel, whatever it is, is really understanding that What makes you different? What sets you apart? Because it's understanding this that will help you to get up the ranks and get promoted time and time again, is understanding why somebody should hire or promote you. And it's that knowledge that will fuel the rest of your career. So that's the first thing, your genius zone. Second thing is being an authentic leader. So it's not about hitting with the stick anymore. That's not being a leader anymore. Um, it's it's about really embracing your authenticity, understanding your values. Now most of the people that I work with, they know right from wrong and what their values basically mean, but the values that I'm talking about it goes even deeper. So let me explain. So at a C-suite level, C level or an executive level, you want to make an impact. And to make an impact, you need to be able to influence. Okay, with me? So think about it, you want to make an impact, you need to influence the right people, you need to influence the board, you need to influence your peers, like suppliers, partners, agreements, blah, 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 you name it, you have to influence. To influence, you have two aspects. One part is, of course, your reputation, working hard, your capability, your expertise, and so on. But the other part of influencing and to be able to influence is being on the same page, being able to have the credibility, being able to have the same values, being able to work with like-minded people, because if there is a clash, you can't influence. If they don't really buy into any of the things that you suggest, then you can't influence. So therefore, it's so important that you not only understand your values, what was right from wrong, but really understand how you would define them so you can become an authentic leader. So you can really use that in your leadership, not only to manage upwards, but also to manage downwards and to get your team on board and to become conscious and authentic and really own that leadership and be different than maybe the crap leaders that you have had in the past but before you do that you need to know understand your own leadership style you need to come across authentic and that is a journey because a lot of the the values that we that we have just like adopted because, oh yeah, people take these values, family, health, whatever it is, I will take those too. Those sound well, really well. But it's really digging deeper in what is really coming up for you, what's really true to you. And it's really understanding that and using that in your leadership style and being vulnerable to actually go that deep and to be able to rock the boat and ruffle feathers because that is what authentic leaders do. They are able to and they are so proud to understand what they stand for and they stand behind it because they know that what they stand for is going to make a difference. It's not because you want to be vanilla. It's because you want to be caramelized, salt and sugar chocolates flavor. You want to be unique. You want to be authentic. So think about this. Like from all the leaders in the world, whether we agree with them or not, but the good ones are very clear what they stand for. They're very authentic and on brand. And it comes from a deeper why. And it's there that I want you to tap into if you want to be the leader of tomorrow. So that's the second part, be be an authentic leader. The third one is to build alliances. Now, people um, that I work with, they are good in stakeholder management, stakeholder engagement, and, and so on. They're really good in creating those partnerships. But I don't want you to stop there. That's where most people stop. I want you to take those relationships and really take them to the next level. And yes, you're not going to be able to do that with all of them, but you are going to do that with be able to do that with some. And it's that, there, it's exactly there where the juice and the gold lies. And it's taking those relationships and really forming them into alliances. And by doing that, you're going to create a network of people that is so powerful that will help you, that will advocate for you, that will promote you, that will refer you and so on in your career. And it's that that you want to have, like you want to have a support system, because if you climb the ranks, you're going to stumble upon roadblocks. That is normal. But it's the way you handle it and the way you get back up. And you can't do that alone. I see people trying to do that alone. And it's a very lonely job. And you can't. You just can't. So the best way is to surround yourself with a network of people that support you. And not only support you, also your alliances that will have your back at the right level. So that's the third thing that I want you to focus on and start building those Alliances, So you can actually really step up in your career. Now, the fourth point is that I want you to make a critical shift. And that critical shift is shifting away from technology and from the functional expertise to basically leadership skills. At that level, your capability is not enough. Your expertise is not enough. Looking at the technology and the function is not enough. You need to really hone in to your leadership skills. So one of the things that I want you to do is go through your resume, go through everything that you have done, because your resume is not only like useful for job searching. It's also a record for yourself about like what you have done in your career in the past. And it's that track record, track record that is going to give you an idea about where to start. So you can start unpacking, basically, and really thinking like, okay, what was the leadership impact I had in that role? And you start making a list to not focusing on your capability, but really focusing on your leadership uh, skills that you developed. And also, like, not only your leadership skills, but also the commercial impact. Because the higher up in the corporate ladder you go, the more important it becomes that you can communicate those commercial skills that you have and the impact on the bottom line that you made in all those organizations. So that is the fourth point that I want you to do is making that shift from really operational, executional, functional, whatever it is, really like focusing upwards. What's the leadership and the commercial impact that I've had? The fifth part is setting boundaries. And people might say like, oh, okay, what do you mean by setting pa- boundaries? By setting boundaries is about, okay, what is going to be on your plate? Really understanding what are the key projects that you're going to be involved in that are going to amplify and make an impact into the strategy or direction of the company. And if You are asked to do something else that you learn to say no and that you actually basically are able to delegate that to other people that are more suitable because you have to think about your career development. And basically, you need to be able to prioritize what is in line to where you want to be and what is really getting you off purpose. And that could be with extra project work or extra tasks that that they ask you to do or extra responsibilities. Always assess Is it in line to where I want to get or is it not? And that's what I mean by setting boundaries, is making sure that you have an idea, a clear idea of this is the end goal where I want to be, how I'm going to get there, what am I doing now, and understanding, okay, I don't want you to, have a confrontational conversation with your manager or your boss today and say i'm not going to do xyz because that's not how it works you have like a time frame to actually get there so systematically and slowly you have to be able to shed those things then delegate those things that are not going to serve you that are not going to bring you to that next level if, if, and that, those could be things, if I don't have enough visibility, then that might be one of the things that you want to work on. So you might say like, and you might express interest and take on new initiatives for projects that, uh, that give you that visibility, that give you that network. Because remember, that was one of the points, having that networking, converting them into those key alliances. So that is the fifth point. And the last point, the sixth point that I want to share with you, that insight is that you have to be in control over your career development. It's nobody else's responsibility but you. If you are not where you want to be, then take a hard look at yourself and think about what didn't I do that I should have done? And what can I do today? to actually make that happen. Because if you are not where you want to be, it is your fault and your responsibility. So you can change that. You can change that by looking at it and taking control of it, being deliberate about the steps that you take. Most people that that I work with, even before I worked with them, they drifted left, right and center from job to job, never being very intentional about the career moves that they made and they're just like, oh, this sounded nice, Yep, yeah, let's do this or That's, that sounds good, let's, let's do that. But that is not how it works because you will end up in a place that you think like, oh, my God, how did I get here? What decisions did I make? And that is okay. But the sixth part point is if you want to be on the path to, 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 to the C-suite, to the executive t- uh, team, you have to think about, okay, my career development. Let's take ownership of it. Let's actually make sure it happens within the timeframes that it needs to happen. I'm not going to outsource and expect that from my company. I'm not going to expect that from my boss or manager to do Because that's what most people do. They sit back and say, like, hey, it's a company that has a great career development plan and stuff like that, and then it never comes. And then you say, like, yeah, that was promised to me, but it never comes. It never came. And I can bet you, like, there are people that will be put on the leadership team and they will be, like, considered as top talent and this and that. And that is okay, but you want to be part of that, and you can control as much as possible, how that takes form. And if your company is not really taking on board your career development, you still can. You can work, for example, with people like me, or you can work just with me, to actually make your career development a reality and to make sure you're on track for where you want to be. So these are the six points that I wanted to share with you because leadership, being part of the, the the leader of the future, being part of the C suite, the executive team, and so on, you need to show up as a different person. You need to become different, and you don't have to sell your soul, <laughs> because a lot of people think like, okay, stepping up will be will mean. Play, I needed to play more politics and I need to become like really horrible, work crazy hours. And yeah, some positions require that. But there are so many positions that don't require that, where you can actually be clear about shaping what, is, what is the leadership is for you and what that position will look like. And that will be all. Make all the difference because we often put more pressure on ourselves to really, um, really make sure that people see our value. And definitely on the, that executive level. So what often happens is when people actually step up from uh, senior manager um, to to that um, to executive level, they they often think like, okay, I have to prove myself again. Uh, I have to show that what what my value is. So I'm going to work really hard, and I'm going to really implement and execute a lot. And that is not what people expect from you. They expect from you to see your leadership, to see your strategic inputs and it's that shift that a lot of people struggle with. Once you have done a couple of executive roles, yeah, most people are fine or get how it works and so they have to make sure that they change into becoming a new leader because being stuck in the old way and being stuck in a traditional leadership, that's not going to work anymore in today's age. People want really authenticity. People want to have conscious leaders. And you need to be able to adapt and to change your approach. Like I said in the beginning, different time require a different approach and they will get you different results. Anyway, this is what I wanted to share with you today. If it it inspired you, give me a thumbs up. The more people engage with my video, the better, and more LinkedIn likes it. If we are not connected on LinkedIn, you randomly came across this video, connect with me on LinkedIn. And uh, the more people that I have in my network, the more people I can reach with my message and change their careers. And that's what I'm all about. I'm on a mission to help as many people as possible. And if you're interested in potentially working together, I will pop a link below, reach out to me, schedule a time to have a chat with me. And I promise you, Pinky swear, my son would say. I promise you, it's not going to be one of those yucky sales calls. It's going to be just a conversation, you and me, um, and understanding where you're at where you want to be, the roadblocks that are in between. I will give you some advice, share some insights. And at the end, if you say like, oh, my God, Caroline, just want to know want to know the quickest and best way to get there, don't want to do trial and error, I want to work with you, we can talk about that too. So this is it for today. Hope this helped, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys. Bye. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Career Disruptors podcast. If you did, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. And if you want to take the next step in your career and you want to discover how I can help you, head over to my website, newhorizoncoaching.com.au and discover how we can work together or download any of my free resources. Thanks again, and I'll connect with you on the next episode.